Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven. This is another episode of Mentoring Moments. As most of you know, I have kind of um, different series that I do, and I just sort of weave in and out of them um, in different seasons. Um, I have one on uh, on the porch where it's just kind of more of a little chit-chatty thing, and Unhurried Grace, which is more of a devotional thing. And so Mentoring Moms is really something that um, centers around Titus 2 that talks about older women teaching the younger women. And I've heard from so many of you who have... Um, just really shared with me your disappointment that it's very difficult to find older Christian women who are interested or have the time or have even lived a a truly biblical role as a wife and a mom and a homemaker um, who are willing to take the time to share what they know, share what they've learned, share their experience and their wisdom. And uh, I don't, I obviously don't claim to know everything. Um, I am here humbly um, just sharing with what God has done in my own life. And because uh, that's all I can speak from, you know, I can't speak for somebody else. I can only speak for myself and my family and kind of my own perspective. And that's what I share here is my, is my perspective. Um, being just a little further down the road, um, as I mentioned before, we've got eight kids and seven of them are graduated. So we've been homeschooling for, you know, over 25 years. And so I've been with my kids a lot and I've been married for 31 years. So I've been with my husband a lot. He works at home. So we've spent a lot of time together. And so we've, we've gone through a lot together. So I'm just here basically, like I said, wanting to um, pour into you just the, the wisdom and the, and, the, and the nuggets that God has given me along the way. Because here's the thing. It's because of his faithfulness that I'm even here being able to say these things. The things that I share with you, they're his principles. I didn't come up with these great ideas and this great wisdom. It was his mercy and grace that he poured into me as I struggled with him, fought him sometimes, and then realized, you know, my sin, um, named my sin, um, you know, confessed to him and just, you know, revisited the gospel over and over and over again, acknowledging my pride and and humbling myself before the Lord. And, and that's been uh, something that's happened again recently um, in sort of a, a pretty big way. And it was so significant and so deep and so meaningful um, that I couldn't just keep it to myself. I felt like I needed to share a, my testimony with you about what's happened recently because I believe that there are some things there that may be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Because here's the, the bottom line. I may be further down the road, but we're really, we're walking our journeys together. Um, I feel like that's what I titled this podcast was, mentoring moments. Let's do this together. And the reason that I I titled it that is because, you know, I learned so many great principles while I was raising the kids. And now I'm sort of at the end. I can, the finish line is in sight. I'm in a different season. One kid left at home. I'm now a mom and a mother-in-law, but I'm a mom to grownups and adult children 
and I'm a grandma, and I'm a mother-in-law, and these roles are very, they're different. So I'm having to relearn these principles in this new season. So you and I aren't really any different. I'm just applying these principles in a new season and you're applying them in the season that I've already been in. So that's why I wanted to title this, Let's Do This Together, because I'm walking right alongside of you, struggling and working to do the same thing, to be found faithful before the Lord, to be obedient, to walk in obedience to him. So I'm going to share my testimony and I'm going to try to keep this podcast to around 15 minutes because that's my new goal. Um, The introductory one that I did last week went a little bit longer, but you know, you also got to stay flexible to, you know, as the Lord leads and the Holy Spirit, I have asked him for wisdom and I believe that he was leading me through that. So it ended up being more like 25, but I'm going to try to keep this right around 15 and we'll see what the Lord does, right? Okay, so um, I I shared with you last week that, you know, anxiety has been a struggle for me off and on. I'm I'm kind of a control freak in some areas. Um, I think as women, we do tend to have, we we have those tendencies um, because, you know, in managing a home. I mean, it's difficult because as we're trying to manage things and, um, you know, administrate and run our homes well, it can be easy to cross over into being controlling about things. Um, So all that to say, um, I have my own struggles with that. And if you've been following me for any length of time, you know, I've talked about it since I started doing these podcasts. I've got other podcasts on anxiety. You can look in the search engine. Um, There's one uh, above If you go to the podcast, there's a little search bar and you can put anxiety in there and several will come up. But here is my own testimony recently when it comes to that. So I'm going to backpedal just a wee bit. Um, Most of you know that we moved from Washington State to North Carolina almost four years ago. And at the same time, I had a major hormone shift in the fact that I was, uh, I just turned 50, I think, right after we moved here or not long after we moved here. Anyway, I was right in that that place where I was in perimenopause. Periods were not regular. They could be heavy. They could be light. And then, you know, the hormones were all over the place. And, the, and then we moved on top of it across the country to a town where we only know two, knew two people, the real estate agent and the Airbnb host, hostess. That was it. <laughs> so we, you know, five of our kids came with us. Some of them were adults. They're all working on launching, finding jobs, all these different... Oh, so much going on. And it's like I lost my footing. And every now and then I would find it again, but I've spent a lot of time just kind of lost, feeling like I'd lost my identity. And I know that that's a typical struggle at this season of life and also in that hormonal shift of life. Um, So it, it kind of all came on at once. And can I just stop and say, this is not an excuse. I know that God is sovereign over my life. I know that he is, uh, that he coordinated all of that so that it would be, that all of that would happen at around the same time. And so um, that was his plan for me. It was intense. It was like being in a, a fiery trial off and on for almost four years. And um, so 
all that to say, I, I kind of started falling back onto uh, poor habits, developing poor habits of, of being anxious and um, not taking my thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. I'd do it for a little while and then I'd get distracted and I would allow myself to indulge in um, you know, worrisome thoughts and fears and anxieties. And so I'm telling you all of this because I want you to know that I am not perfect. I, I, and I know you know I'm not perfect, but I'm saying some people think, oh, she has a podcast, she wrote a book, um, she's had all these kids and, and they're doing well, you know. God has blessed me. <laughs> he has been gracious to me and he has taught me a lot. But he still has so much work to do. That work will never be complete until, you know, we go to heaven. My responsibility is to cooperate with that work, even if it's hard. But it is my responsibility to be disciplined, to walk in obedience to the Lord. Just like as we're raising our kids, we require discipline from them because we know it's for their good. We discipline them for their good. And that's what God talks about in his word. He says, um, uh, what does it talk about? You consider hardship as discipline for God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? For we were all disciplined um, by our fathers who basically did the best they could um, they weren't perfect, but God is perfect, and his discipline is perfect. So God was disciplining me, and I wasn't necessarily cooperating with it much of the time, which fed into more and more anxiety. So all that to say, um, having that identity crisis, wondering what that sense of purpose was. Yes, I have a ministry and a podcast, and yes, that's a wonderful thing, and I believe that God still poured into me so that I could pour into you um, because he's good that way. But there were some struggles behind the scenes, and um, God really brought me to a point a few weeks ago where I just said, I'm going to sit in these these places, these hard places, and I need you, God. I'm going to sit here until you, you know, give me peace Show me what's going on. I'm not going to move forward until you speak to me. And, you know, obviously I, I have to still fix meals and do different things. But my heart was in a posture of waiting on him. Lord, reveal yourself to me. And you know what? He is faithful. He is faithful. So last week I was in a, a phone conference with Zondervan. That's who's publishing the four-hour school day in June. And they said to me, make sure you pace yourself because... Um, this is a marathon, not a sprint, and you're at mile marker one. Yeah, something went thwink inside of me because I have written a 70,000-word book. I have written a devotional to go with it. I have done massive amounts of work with um, Zondervan to prepare for this book launch, and I'm at mile marker one. There was something, that, like I said, that just went thwink in me, and I realized, God, I need you desperately. I cannot do this on my own. I will absolutely fumble and fail. Um, I don't want. I don't want to do this without you. And so I, like I said, I just continued to dig in and wait on the Lord, and He is so faithful. So what He did was He said to me, Dorinda, you have forgotten your first calling is to be a wife and a mom and a grandma, and a mother-in-law, and a homemaker. Those are your priorities. Now, let me just 
quali- qualify that statement by saying, I've still been cooking. I've still been, you know, doing the wifely, you know, the wifely duties and, you know, but not with my whole heart. That has not been the center like it should be. It has not been the priority that it should be. And so I'm just confessing to you because what does the scripture say? Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So just like you need prayer, I need prayer. We all need this. And this is why I'm sharing it with you. We need to be real with each other. We need to be honest. We need to be real. We need to be raw. doesn't mean we have to air all of our dirty laundry out in public, but we, we share with each other in trust that there is grace for each other, right? That's the, Those are the kinds of relationships we need. And I think that's part of what God is doing right now in changing our lifestyle so much. He ordained that. He has ordained this COVID stuff to happen for this, you know, he allows things to happen, right? He allows things to happen and he weaves them together for good and for his purposes and his plans. And so God is working in the midst of all of this difficulty. And um, and I believe like I said in the last podcast, that he is calling the hearts of parents back toward their children, including mine. I thought new season, okay, I guess this is just supposed to look different. And it is, but not in the way I was thinking. So God, when he when He showed me that, I can't tell you the amount of peace that flooded over me. Because what he said was basically, Dorinda, you're going to take the principles that you already know and you're going to apply them in this new season of life, including the principle of making uh, being a wife and a mom and a grandma and a homemaker your first priority. Now that sounds like craziness to the world, right? Because I am going to launch a book and there is a lot that goes with that. Some time that needs to be invested into interviews and lots of different things, but Here's the thing. God is God is in the midst of it. He called me to this, and if he called me to it, he's going to qualify me to walk in it, but he is never going to tell me to walk outside of his principles of keeping my home and my family a priority. He will show me what that looks like in this season, right? He's going to show me what it looks like. For instance, how do I meal plan in this season? I knew how to meal plan when there were 10 of us at home. How do I meal plan now that there's four and, you know, three of us work part of the time and um, uh, sometimes we have the other, you know, older, the grown kids over for dinner and, you know, what does it look like? What does this season of life look like for me? And so God is, um, I'm having to go back to him and start back at square one. Learning what does it look like to plan meals in this season? What does it look like to be a good wife to my husband in this season? What does it look like to be a mom to these grown adult children and these children who are married and these children who are getting married? And what does it look like to be a nana to the grandchildren? How do I continue to invest in their lives? And two big principles that he brought to me through um, uh, Nancy Wilson, who who does a, a really great podcast called Femina, 
And she uh, talks about, this is actually from a, a a series that she did that I don't think is on the podcast, but it's it's basically on grandmothers and mother-in-laws. What is our role? She said, our main role is loyalty and support. Loyalty and support. So I've been praying over that. The interesting thing is that for several weeks, my husband and I have been praying, how do we invest? How do we continue to invest in this season? Because there are not a lot of examples out there of families who in this season are walking biblically, where the matriarch and patriarch of this growing adult family and grandchildren and you know all of that, how do they lead well? It looks different than when the children were at home, but there is still a role to be fulfilled in this season. And so when we heard those words, loyalty, uh, be loyal and supportive, now we're praying, God, show us what that looks like with each of the couples and with each of the grown kids who aren't married. And um, and so he's just so faithful and he is he's beginning to reveal what that looks like. And so I have this renewed purpose for family life, renewed purpose as a wife and a mom and a grandma and a mother-in-law. And my job is simply to obey and leave the results up to God. So I'm loyal. I'm supportive. The other thing is, and this is one of my main jobs, is prayerful. My husband and I provide a huge prayer covering over our children and grandchildren. That is one of the greatest things we are called to. And so my prayer life is being transformed during this season because I have time now to pray more. So I need to be faithful to pray more. Pray specifically. When I see things, I pray. I pray and pray and pray. This is part of the role um, that I have and my husband has in this season of life. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast because we're already at 18 minutes and um, I want to encourage you to, if you haven't listened to the previous one, What in the World is God Doing? Um, I encourage you to do that. And the one that's going to be coming up, I'm going to be talking about living out our calling according to Titus 2. And I'm just going to be sharing with you my experience, my perspective on each of these uh, topics of being a wife and a mom and uh, and, and being here at home and, and what does it look like. Um, to be a, a godly biblical homemaker. This is something that um, is not taught in the church, certainly not encouraged by the world. And I just want to, if, if some of the things I've said today kind of grate on you and sort of bristle you the wrong way, um, I would just encourage you to ask the Lord to reveal to you what that's about. Because I believe that his biblical principles fly in the face of what the culture has told us. We all hear there's so much noise coming from the culture from all different directions. And we need to be careful that we are hushing those voices and we are listening to the voice that matters. We play to an audience of one. At the end of the day, at the end of our lives, we are going to give an account before the Lord as to whether or not we walked in biblical faithfulness to his biblical um, roles and, and calling 
on our lives. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I can tell you that I have lived that out as the children were growing up. And now that I've had have that renewed sense of order, where my husband is the first priority and then my kids my home so that's that's the first priority and then my church community and then any ministry outside of that and now that i can see those things in the order again that god has called me to yes even in this season i can't tell you the amount of peace that i have we have peace when we do things god's way psalms talks about david says in the psalms the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant Places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. We have a godly inheritance through this new covenant with God. We have access to peace. The world does not. We belong to God. The world does not. We are separate from the world. And God has blessings for obedience and discipline for disobedience. So stick with me. I hope you were encouraged today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your heart for us, God, that it is good, that we can trust in your sovereignty over all of our circumstances. Lord, everything that goes on in our lives, Father, we can trust in your sovereignty. God, we know that the things that happen in our lives are not things that you do to us. They're things you do for us because you want to bring redemption You want to bring beauty for ashes. Lord, what Satan means for evil, you intend for good. God, show us what that looks like in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 